and welcome to Nujitsu 22. I'm Tish Durkin, and today's point of counterintuition is the GOP doesn't know what a woman is. Hang on, isn't that what the Republicans are always saying about the Democrats? Democrats are the pick-your-own-gender party. Democrats think little boys and little girls should all go pee in each other's toilets. The Democrats' PC police don't even let you call someone who's expecting a baby a pregnant woman, for God's sake. That's a pregnant person. Back in March, during her Supreme Court confirmation hearings, not yet Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson, who went to Harvard, couldn't even tell Senator Marsha Blackburn what a woman is. Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? N- not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. the meaning of the word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition? And she also flunked the do-over she got the next day from Senator Ted Cruz. So yesterday, uh, under, under questioning from Senator Blackburn, uh, you told her that, that you couldn't define what a woman is. Uh, that you were not a biologist, which, which I think you're the, the only Supreme Court nominee in history who's been unable to answer the question, what is a woman? Uh, let me ask you as a judge, how would you determine if a plaintiff had Article Three standing uh, to challenge a gender-based rule, regulation, policy uh, without being able to determine what a woman was? Of course, this whole line of questioning wasn't about eliciting information from a jurist. As with all high-profile congressional hearings, it was about using the media coverage to communicate a worldview. And gender identity has become the GOP's favorite vehicle for pushing the idea that their worldview is normal, everyday, mainstream, common sense, and the Democrats' worldview is weird, out there, seedy and sexualized, something the children really shouldn't get mixed up in. After all, Democrats don't just believe in rights for the L's, the G's, and the B's, rights with which they know Americans overwhelmingly agree up to and including the right to same-sex marriage. Democrats have also embraced the T's, the transgenders, who throw everything out of whack. One minute they're male or female, the next minute they say they're the opposite, or maybe some combo, and Democrats go right along, handing them whatever pronouns they want, along with the whole entire public school curriculum and gold medals in every athletic event going. Whereas the Republicans are way more straightforward. If you ask them, a person is born male or female, and that person stays male or female. Ergo, the world is made up of women and men, Boys and girls, no spectrum, no switching, no ducking into the other team's locker room. In the unimaginable event that a Republican Supreme Court nominee had been grilled on the subject of what a woman is, he or she would probably have sailed right through an easy response. A woman is a person with female reproductive organs. Full stop. At birth, she is greeted with, it's a girl. Over time, she grows into a woman. This hypothetical GOP nominee wouldn't say, but the audience would happily infer, that right up until all this psycho-liberal, genderqueer, blah, blah, blah came in, it was as simple as that. And if real Americans get their way, it will go right back to being as simple as that. Actually, though, it's complicated. 
The overturning of Roe v. Wade has exposed how complicated. So even though Ketanji Brown-Jackson's hearings took place a million news cycles ago, the baiting of her on that what is a woman business and the GOP demagoguery that that baiting typified has come roaring back to my mind, begging to be reckoned with. So let's reckon with it. And once we do, I think you might agree with me that even if the GOP got its way and the transgenderism itself totally disappeared from our politics and our culture and every PC public library shelf from Portland, Oregon to Portland, Maine, the Republican vision of what a woman is would be at serious odds with what many women consider themselves to be. If, as the GOP insists, the definition of womanhood is strictly biological, the only thing that separates the women from the girls is puberty, menstruation, ovulation, the ability to become pregnant. Therefore, anyone who becomes pregnant is no longer a girl. She's a woman. This explains an awful lot about the dismissiveness that followed the denial with which the GOP greeted last summer's big post-Dobbs decision story about the 10-year-old rape victim who was obliged to leave Ohio to get an abortion. It illuminates, too, the GOP's initially baffling failure to grant any indulgence for the 52 girls under 14 who had abortions in Ohio and the 25 girls under 14 who had abortions in Alabama and the 17 girls under 14 who had abortions in Oklahoma and the 11 girls under 15 who had abortions in Arkansas, just a few of the states in which youngsters ended definitionally traumatic pregnancies in 2020 alone going by the one and only standard that the GOP sees fit to recognize, these are not girls. They've got the plumbing. The plumbing clearly works. They're women. If that's your logic, it makes all the sense in the world that these women would be as obligated as any others to carry their pregnancies to term. Of course, if that's your logic, you'd be out of step with an awful lot of Americans. I'm betting that if they were to think through what it really means, an awful lot of Americans would not agree with the GOP that biology is all that defines what a woman is. I think many, if not most, would include personal and cultural and legal and emotional factors in their consideration of whether or not a 10 or 12 or 14-year-old is a woman, regardless of what her ovaries and her uterus might be capable of. So maybe the Democrats are not so ridiculous to be open to those who include such factors in their definition of what a woman is. Maybe the Republicans are ridiculous not to. Our current politics of abortion give rise to another important but almost entirely undiscussed question regarding the GOP concept of what a woman is. Here I don't mean the question of whether a woman is someone who has a right to do what she wants with her own body, because the GOP response to that will be that when it comes to abortion, a woman's actions affect not just herself, but her unborn child. Of course, that's the main personhood point of contention between pro- and anti-choice forces, but for purposes of today's argument, I will leave that to one side. Because there's a whole other concept of womanhood that the Dobbs decision has brought to the fore, And that is the GOP concept of accountability in the event that a woman chooses to end her pregnancy 
in knowing defiance of whatever restrictions may have sprung up in her home state since the end of Roe. The anti-choice movement is split on this. So-called abortion abolitionists feel that since abortion equals murder, the only proper response to it is a full national ban with no exceptions and criminal liability for all involved. This is a comparatively small segment of the movement. But the end of Roe has removed many of the practical legal arguments for anti-choice incrementalism and thus strengthened the hand of anti-choice absolutism, which has in turn gathered steam in a number of state legislatures. By contrast, a larger proportion of anti-choice activists and the more mainstream organizations they comprise believe in punishing only abortion providers. Last spring, a group of more than 70 such organizations signed on to a national right-to-life letter to state legislatures that said, We state unequivocally that any measure to criminalize or punish women is not pro-life, and we stand firmly opposed to such efforts. Now, the first group, which consists overwhelmingly of men who use words like slaughter and heresy, looks and sounds a whole lot scarier. But while their position may be abhorrent, it is at least coherent. Abortion is murder. Women who have abortions have murdered their own children. They should face the consequences. The second group sounds much nicer. Their contention, to quote that National Right to Life letter, is that women are, quote, victims of abortion and require our compassion and support. Okay, that beats throwing women behind bars. But the don't punish the women, punish the provider scenario is troubling in a different way. That scenario is an adult female, 20, 25, 35, 40 years of age, finds herself unhappily pregnant. This person, who can drink and vote and get married and sign a lease and join the military and stand trial and do all kinds of other grown-up things, says to herself, I know that abortion is considered murder in my state and is therefore illegal, but I don't consider it murder. Or maybe I do, but I'm going to go ahead and have one anyway. And then she takes herself off to some kind of underground abortion provider who, at her explicit direction and with her full consent, performs this illegal procedure that, in the eyes of the GOP, constitutes the ending of a human life. But that same GOP holds that this woman bears no responsibility for the taking of that life. It's the clinic or the doctor who's at fault. What is the logic behind that? Is this woman assumed to be too stupid to know what an abortion is? Too hormonal or too emotional to understand what a law is and what it means to break it? Or is she just generally lacking in agency, sanity, or good sense? Of course, there was a time when all women were basically considered children or hysterics or naifs and therefore neither worthy of nor subject to equal treatment under the law. That time started drawing to a close late in the 19th century, and most people probably thought it had ended with quite a few years still left to go in the 20th. But lo and behold, in 2022, one of the two main GOP approaches to women who have abortions goes right back to that. And this is touted as the less disturbing, more reasonable approach of the two. So let's recap. For purposes of GOP thinking, a preteen or barely teen pregnant female is a woman, but a fully grown female adult who willingly chooses an illegal abortion is a child. 
and Republicans are going to ridicule Democrats about their bizarre notions as to what a woman is? Man, that is messed up. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll look for more Jiu-Jitsu 22. One more midterm mini will drop this Monday, full episodes on Thursday mornings.